Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Trappolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. On September 1st, the Trump administration placed 15% tariffs on $112 billion worth of Chinese imports, including agricultural goods, clothing, and some tech products. Smartwatches, e-cigarettes, cameras, TVs, and lithium-ion batteries would all be subject to the tariff. China responded with a rollout of $75 billion in tariffs on U.S. goods, including a resumption of a 25% duty on U.S. cars set to go into effect December 15th. The U.S. cited unfair trade practices from China as reasons for the tariffs. YouTube wrote in a blog post that its teams have removed more than 100,000 videos and 17,000 channels since the company implemented new policies regarding hateful content in June, and points out that this is roughly five times as many as the previous quarter. YouTube says roughly 80% of those autoflagged videos were removed before they received a single view in the second quarter of 2019. The removed content is a small fraction of YouTube's total channel number, which was 23 million in 2018, according to the analytics firm Social Blade. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission announced Wednesday that it has fined Google over allegations that YouTube violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPA. Google will pay $170 million in fines, $136 million of which to the FTC, its largest yet for COPA violations, and $34 million to settle a complaint with the New York Attorney General's office. COPA requires data collected of users age 12 or younger to be done with parents' consent, along with several other restrictions. YouTube does not age-gate videos and use data on viewers aged 2 to 12 in sales pitches to toy companies. At the same time, Google claimed it did not have any users younger than 13 and did not need to comply with COPA. In addition to the fine, YouTube must now let owners of channels identify child-directed content, and YouTube must follow all COPA guidelines. Facebook announced Tuesday that the U.S. Department of Homeland Security would be violating rules if its agents created fake profiles to monitor people seeking to enter the country. Facebook requires all users to use their real names. Facebook said it will shut down accounts of anyone found to violate that policy, including undercover agents. DHS told the Associated Press that fake accounts make it easier to review visas, green card, and citizenship applications. DHS does not allow agents to interact on Facebook, but only passively review information. The New York Post reports Amazon is testing scanners that identify people by their hands to let them pay for purchases in stores. Sources told the Post the technology is called Orville and is being tested at vending machines at Amazon offices in New York. The machines use computer vision and depth sensors to identify hand shape and size. Samsung launched the delayed Galaxy Fold in South Korea on September 6th for 2,398,000 won, that's roughly 2,000 U.S. dollars. This will be followed by launches in France, Germany, the U.K., and Singapore on September 18th, with a U.S. launch planned for the coming weeks. South Korea will get the Galaxy Fold 5G with an included Premier service that offers 24-7 phone access to dedicated experts for support, as well as a one-time initial phone setup experience. Samsung also offers a Fold Plus Advantage program, which will cover 70% of the cost for screen replacements once a year. European Competition Commissioner Marguerite Vestager announced an examination of the Libra cryptocurrency to see if it would harm competition. Vestager sent questions last month to all 28 members of the Libra Association, asking about conditions for membership, how consumer data would be handled, and how Libra-backed products would be integrated into Facebook platforms. 
Twitter announced it temporarily disabled the ability to tweet via SMS, citing the need for mobile carriers to improve how they secure phone numbers. The company said it will reactivate the feature soon in markets that depend on SMS for reliable communication. Twitter also said it needs to improve its own two-factor authentication system, which relies on SMS as a factor. New York State Attorney General Letitia James announced her office is launching a multi-state investigation into Facebook for potential antitrust violations. Attorneys General from Colorado, Florida, Iowa, Nebraska, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and the District of Columbia will be part of the investigation, looking at if Facebook's actions may have endangered consumer data, reduced the quality of consumers' choices, or increased the price of advertising. Facebook revealed in July that it was facing an antitrust investigation from the U.S. Federal Trade Commission as well. And finally, Google announced ambient mode for Google Assistant, which will display calendar info, weather, notifications, reminders, music controls, and smart home controls with an automatic slideshow drawn from Google Photos whenever a supported device is docked. Initially, ambient mode will be available on upcoming Lenovo tablets and two Nokia phones, but it's unclear if this will become a core Android feature in the future. While offering similar functionality to the Google Nest Hub, the interface is significantly different between the two. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.